0: Our gospel text today is one that you ordinarily hear on Maundy Thursday during Holy Week. This passage from the Gospel of John tells us of the final meal that Jesus shared with his disciples and how he washed their feet and left them with the new commandment to love one another. Hear now the word of God as it comes to us from John's Gospel, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17 and 31b through 35. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, "'Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head.' Jesus said to him, "'One who has bathed does not need to wash, "'except for the feet, but is entirely clean. "'And you are clean, though not all of you.' "'For he knew who was to betray him, "'and for this reason he said, "'Not all of you are clean.' Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once if you have love for one another. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Despite the fact that this is normally a Holy Week text, this is the passage I was most drawn to as I was thinking about our sermon series on being the body and being the feet of Christ. I find the visual image of Christ washing the disciples' feet and instructing them on how to love one another one of the most compelling passages in this gospel. Sometimes the Gospel of John can get really heady and esoteric. It starts off with the famous, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God which is kind of a mind-bending turn of phrase to use in starting the story of the life of Jesus Christ. But here we have a passage that is very concrete and visceral. Jesus coming from eating a meal with his disciples and then kneeling down to wash their feet. We can see the imagery of Jesus taking off his outer robe and tying a towel around himself and using that towel to wash their feet. And then Peter protesting in disbelief um, that Jesus would ever lower himself in this way. Jesus, um, as Jesus was doing this, Peter was likely protesting because only a slave would have been responsible for washing the, guests, the feet of guests at a meal Um, and some sources claim that this was a task even too low for a slave. Either way, it's clear that this would have been seen as a humiliating task for Jesus to be performing. In washing the disciples' feet, Jesus was both physically and socially lowering himself. While we may not have the same associations with foot washing today as those held in Jesus's time, I don't think I'm off base in saying that feet are still seen as part of the body that's a bit dirty and gross. I think all of you saw the kids' reactions as Molly was talking with them about feet. Of all the body parts we have covered in this series so far, eyes, ears, lungs, hands, feet are probably the least poetic. Feet get blisters and calluses and bunions and arthritis and ingrown toenails and splinters. And still, Jesus chose to wash the disciples' feet, feet that were not protected by Gore-Tex layered hiking shoes or the safety of indoor working conditions, but feet that were even more bruised and blistered and calloused than most of us could ever know. Feet more like those of folks who are unhoused, who spend their days outside on their feet without good shoes or socks. These kind of feet. This is the messy, tender, real place that Jesus was willing to go. Feet that are housed or unhoused. Many of you know that when your feet hurt, your whole body hurts. If something is going on with your feet, then you cannot walk without noticing that pain shooting up and affecting your entire body. Feet are vulnerable. I happened to mention to Jess Joshi a few weeks ago that I would be preaching on feet, and she reminded me that this summer she has been working at Fleet Feet, an athletic shoe store owned by Idlewild's own Eric Flanders. She told me that she found herself reflecting on the significance of feet as she has spent her summer helping people find the right pair of shoes. She shared with me one story in particular about a customer who was struggling to find some shoes. This customer was a middle-aged woman who used to be a long distance runner, but she had to stop running because of some long-term foot and hip pain. She needed some good shoes for the physical therapy that she was starting and trying to get back to being active again. It was apparent that this woman had tried everything and was close to giving up. She shared with Jess how frustrated she was with this process and with the pain that she felt. The two of them chatted and exchanged stories about their injuries, Jess being a competitive runner herself as many of you know. They went through boxes and boxes of shoes trying to find a pair that would work and it seemed like none of them did. But as a last ditch effort, Jess pulled out a pair of new balances and passed them to her. The woman laced them up and she didn't even say a word as she walked around the store. She was placing her hands on her hips and her knees speechless. Jess asked her what she thought of them and the woman's voice caught in her throat as she looked at her feet and said, I've been in pain for so long, and this is the first pair of shoes that made me think it doesn't have to be like that anymore. As Jess reflected on this encounter, she reminded me that feet carry all of our body weight, and they have some of the most concentrated nerve endings compared to other body parts. When something is bothering our feet, our brain fixates on that pain and cannot tune it out. After Jess helped this customer find her pair of shoes, she was finally able to let go a bit and breathe. I imagine that when Jesus washed the disciples' feet, for just a minute, whatever pain or heaviness they were carrying, they were able to let go of. Feet are such vulnerable parts of our bodies. They require the protection of shoes and often the use of orthotics or special inserts in order to be kept safe and to keep us comfortable. If you're familiar at all with reflexology, you know there is this idea that the foot provides a whole map to the rest of our bodies and if you press on certain parts of the foot, it can affect other parts of the body. Let me go ahead and give a disclaimer that reflexology is not something I know much about, nor have I seen a reflexologist myself, but I do think there's something to this idea of the feet being intimately connected to the rest of our bodies. A few days ago, Emily Draffin led a yoga class with several members of the Idlewild staff. This was the first real yoga class I've done since having Artie, so I'll admit that it was kind of a challenge for me. But in one part of the class, as we were sitting on our mats, Emily invited us to bring our feet together and then take a minute or so just to massage our feet. Even though it was just my hands on my own feet, nothing close to a professional massage, something about rubbing my feet made me feel like my shoulders started to relax and my whole body started to soften a bit. Our feet do a lot for us, which is part of why they get so banged up and are in need of more care than we often give them in one of his final lessons to the disciples. What he does is not just tell them to love one another, but he shows them what love looks like in action through the act of foot washing. In writing about this passage, biblical scholar C. Clifton Black states, "'The church can be the church "'only if it is washed by its Lord and participating in his love. Being the church means that we are called both to be the feet of Christ and to tend to the feet of Christ. It means we are willing to walk with people into the messy and difficult places in their lives, and we allow ourselves to be vulnerable when we are in need of that same care giving that foot massage, allowing folks to relax their shoulders and to breathe. Jesus says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. As we seek to be the body of Christ in the world, May we show the love of Christ through the same foot washing that Jesus offers us. That may look like literally washing the feet of someone, or just helping them find the right pair of shoes. It may be showing up for someone in need of a meal with hot food in hand, or sitting with someone who has just lost a parent or a spouse. It is the willingness to journey with people in the fragile moments of life and thereby making the body whole. As you heard in the story that Jess shared with me, when feet are in pain, everything else is in pain too. My hope is that we might offer care when and where it is most acutely needed allowing the body of Christ to flourish. Amen.